Light that Sparkfire Nation. JLD here with an audio masterclass on what Brendan learned by being a part of Taylor Swift's first $1 million month on e-commerce. Now, who is Brendan? Well, Brendan Kane is a business and digital strategist for Fortune 500 corporations, brands, and celebrities. He thrives on helping his clients find and engage new audiences that reward relevant content, products, and services with their attention and spend. And today, Fire Nation will be talking about generating a million followers in 30 days, three ways to run social media like a celebrity, how Brennan crafted the first ever influencer marketing campaign on YouTube, and so much more as soon as we get back from thanking our sponsor. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. And we speak from three years of personal experience. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on the Thinkific Pro Plan, plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses. Just visit thinkific.com slash fire. Thinkific.com slash fire. It's time to start sleeping longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Get $150 off your purchase of the pod by 8sleep when you visit 8sleep.com slash fire today. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash fire. Brendan, say what's up to Fire Nation and share something interesting about yourself that most people don't know. What's up, Fire Nation? I would say one of the things that most people don't know is I have recently done a psychedelic therapy session, and that was pretty eye-opening and enlightening. Whoa. Well, Fire Nation, that's not the topic or focus of today's episode, but maybe a round two, Brendan, we can go into some details about what eye-opening experiences that resulted in. But Fire Nation, as I mentioned in the intro, we're talking about what Brendan learned by being a part of Taylor Swift's first million-dollar month on e-commerce with some incredible things that you can learn from what Brendan's learned over the years. And first and foremost, let's talk about generating followers. I mean, we are looking to create movements. We're looking to create this mission where people want to see our flag that's planted in the sand. They want to follow us. They want to know that we stand for something and they want to stand by that thing with us. And Brendan, talk to us about how you generated 1 million followers in just 30 days. Sounds pretty insane. So really where that kind of stemmed from is I spent 15 years building brands and helping you know big celebrities like a Taylor Swift or an MTV or Rihanna and building platforms, promoting movies. And listen, it was a great experience. I really enjoyed it. But it really seemed an idea in my head is like, could I take all the learnings and the experience and everything that I had built and apply it to somebody starting from scratch, starting from zero, because I would get asked that question all the time. And I'm of the mindset that I want to actually try things. I don't want to just theorize and talk. I want to actually build and create. So when thinking about, okay, who would be the perfect person to run this experiment on and see what was possible. I thought, why not myself? Uh, because I had never been on television or film. I'm not a professional athlete or a rock star. And that's where I set out on this journey to uh, generate a million followers in 30 days. Uh, I did that task on Facebook and have been building a separate set of methodologies and processes for Instagram, uh, which I've been I've built it to be able to generate between 120 to 150,000 followers a month. And we're about to 
see if we can push that up to 250,000 followers a month. But that's really kind of the the mindset and the methodology or, or the reason that I went on that path. Let's talk specifics. How did you do it? And what recommendations, tips, tools, tactics would you give to our listeners today, Fire Nation, if they're looking to generate a significant number of followers in a short period of time as well? Yeah, so I'll start with that question first, and then I can dive into the tips because I think it's really important to understand the mindset behind this. Like, why are you doing this? Why do you want to generate followers? What does your return on investment look like? What does the end goal look like? Because I think so many people get into this and don't really understand why they're doing it. And then when they actually get into it, they realize how much work it is because it's not just about generating the followers. Like generating followers, sure, we can help people get followers quick, but it's really what you do with them. It's the content behind it, being able to connect with that audience in a meaningful way and foster a relationship. So I think it's super critical to understand what your goals are, what that return on investment looks like. It doesn't necessarily have to be a direct attribution to revenue. So in my case, when I generated a million followers in 30 days, it was to get a literary agent and get a publishing deal and then speak around the world. And then all of that uh, generated attention to be on uh, press outlets like your amazing podcast. You know, It just generates opportunities from there. Uh, so mine wasn't, oh, I'm going to become an influencer and generate brand deals or sell a lot of product. Uh, it was more of a... a, a a back-end approach to generating revenue. Because for some people, like if you're an e-commerce business where you're just trying to sell product, I really wouldn't focus on followers in the beginning. I would just focus on lead generation and direct response marketing and leveraging the ad platforms to do that versus generating followers and then trying trying to sell them. In terms of specific tips, like the biggest thing that, that generates success both in generating followers generating engagement, generating sales, leads, it's content. Everything comes down to content. And if you're not good at creating content, you're not going to be successful. So one of the areas that we strive to, to be experts in and the, one of the ways that we've gotten good at content is really having a, an agile approach to uh, creating content, not spending too much money in a specific direction until it's proven, and then also testing content is testing content as much as possible to really learn and experiment. Because one of the biggest mistakes I see people make is they invest way too much in a specific direction. They don't look at any of the analytics or data, and they don't try and uh, take the information and learnings to improve their content on a daily basis and a long-term basis. So the first exercise that I did in terms of generating a million followers in 30 days on Instagram or on Facebook was leveraging the advertising platform as a market research tool. Most people use it as a media buying tool or an advertising tool where they don't really realize the power behind it to be able to test content at scale, where you can take one piece of content and test it 100 or 200 different ways to really understand what it takes to get somebody to perform a specific action and take those insights and learnings to really fuel your short and long-term content strategy. And with Instagram, it's a bit different, but what we do is we we still test content and we test content actively. We just don't use the ad platform to do that. We actually test content by syndicating it out on other accounts and seeing what the effectiveness of that content is to drive traffic back and follow uh, my account or, or clients' accounts that we work with. So you know how to run social media like a celebrity. You've done it for celebrities. You studied celebrities and how they do it, the successes, the failures, the in-betweens. 
Let's break down three ways that we as entrepreneurs can run our social media like a celebrity. Yeah, I think that the first way is people often, and I advise certain celebrities that are on on their way up and they look at like a Kim Kardashian or somebody that has hundreds, like a hundred million followers and you got to understand how they acquire that. It really comes down to distribution of content. So you look at a Kim Kardashian, she's on, she's on obviously the very successful TV shows. She's in magazines. She's, she's on, um, print. She's on billboards. She's on radio. All of those things drive traffic back to her social channel. So one of the biggest lessons that I always talk to people about is go where the traffic is. Don't try and create it from scratch. Where is your audience currently? What accounts do they follow? What blogs do they follow? What websites do they read? If you can get on podcast or radio or potentially television, just make a list of all the places that your audience currently exists. And then figure out strategic ways to get in front of those audiences. How can you provide value to those accounts? Or how can you create compelling content that those people want to post? And that's really how celebrities become celebrities or how rock stars become rock stars is they go where the distribution outlets are. They harness that traffic and drive it back. One of the perfect startup examples of this of all time is YouTube, is how they got acquired for $1.6 billion in, I think it was like less than two years, two or three years. And the way they did it is they basically funneled all of MySpace's traffic back to their platform. Because at the time when YouTube was first created, MySpace didn't have a video player. So YouTube created an embeddable player that MySpace profiles could then, uh, or MySpace users could embed on their MySpace profile. And once everybody's friends saw that you had a YouTube player, you would just click that logo, go to their platform and create that embed code and drive back. So I think that that's, you know, one specific tactic that people can have a lot of uh, success with in terms of the the principles of being a celebrity. And then I think one of the important lessons is once you start to scale is how can you build your brand for longevity? Because you don't want to be one of these flaming stars that... That, that peaks too soon and then drops off is how can you constantly reinvent yourself? How can you constantly learn about content that you're putting out into the world? In the same way that a musician creates new albums and gets feedback from the audience and the fans to fuel future songs, or the same way a, a movie director or movie star will look at their success or failures of projects they're involved with and make better decisions going forward, the same needs to apply for your content is, is that learning and iteration process of, of putting content out in the world, seeing what resonates or what doesn't resonate, resonate, take those learnings and do that over and over again to get better at creating content and never give up on constantly learning and iterating. And then I think that one of the, the third lessons that I would give, and this plays into really Taylor Swift and and kind of that storyline of how she generated her success in that first million dollar month is really understanding the power and the value of fostering one-to-one communication with fans, showing appreciation, showing a connection to fans uh, that, that fosters a strong relationship with them. So not only do they become somebody that is going to follow you, engage with your content, purchase your products or services, but somebody that's going to be a brand advocate for you, somebody that's going to be willing to share your content with the world. Because as we all know, word of mouth sharing and virality is 
one of the most uh, valuable forms of advertising, and it's one of the quickest ways to scale as well. So really understanding that power and taking the time to foster that one-to-one communication with your fans on a, on a daily basis. Fire Nation, go where the traffic is. I mean, if you're a podcast host, you need to get on other podcasts because guess what? Podcast listeners listen to podcasts. So when you're a guest on somebody else's show, those listeners may also want to check out your show because the average American listens to seven different podcasts, become one of those seven. And then the next point was, how can you be in this for the long game, Fire Nation? How can you consistently reinvent yourself to stay relevant in this world to your listeners, to your followers, to your fans, so they feel like they're growing with you, that you're not just this stagnant person that just does and says the same things over and over and over again. And then the third point, which I think is critical, one-on-one engagement, Fire Nation, you need to do things that don't scale, do things that do not scale. Become a person that will engage one-on-one with your listeners, with your fans, with your followers, because you will be creating brand advocates, as Brandon just said there. You need to create those brand advocates. So critical all the way through because those brand advocates, what are they going to do? They are going to talk about you to their friends, to their family, to their peer circles, helping you grow all the time. Now, one thing that you did, Brendan, that I was really impressed with, you created the first ever influencer marketing campaign on YouTube. How'd you come up with that idea and how'd you do it? So I think that really in the beginning, it came out of a need. So I was working on a movie called Crank with Jason Statham. And this was back in like 2006. And we had a limited budget. Like most movies, I think the movie was made for less than 10 million. And 10 million seems like a huge number. But when you talk about making movies like Avengers, they probably spent 150, 200, $200 million on that. And then they, they would spend $150 million promoting it. So this film was, the production was, I think, around 10 million. And the marketing, overall marketing budget for everything was 15 million. Now, most of that at the time was going to television, print, and radio. And we knew we had to get creative with uh, promoting this movie because we basically were given little to no budget for the digital side of it. And YouTube was really coming on the scene and it was growing and just doing the research. I just saw that there was these individual creators and what they weren't even called influencers at the time. There was no real term for it. I think that we were calling them YouTube creators at the, at the, at the time. And I just saw that there was people that had a massive following and had fans that were just as as plentiful as just the movie stars that were in the movie. So I thought, well, why don't we get them engaged? Why don't we get them to help us promote this movie? And I just did something simple. I, I reached out. I think I sent direct messages to 100 of the top YouTubers at the time. And I basically just said, hey, do you want to mo- uh, interview a movie star? And I think we got five or six responses back from that. And they were big people. They were big YouTubers that had huge audiences. Like I'm a huge believer in just throwing as many messages out there. And if you get just a few in return, a few that respond, like that's good enough. So basically had reached out to all of these influencers. And there was, I think we did four or five for that specific movie. And we just, some of them, they just came and interviewed the you know actors from the movie. Some, some of them we did short little uh, skits with uh it was it was just kind of like more of a fun experience to get them involved and learn and it just kind of grew from there i think after that campaign i think coke did like the first ever paid 
YouTube influencer campaign uh, right after that for some type of uh, Christmas campaign. Fire Nation, this is the process. You need to look around you, see what assets you have, and then leverage those assets into something bigger and better. And speaking of leveraging, after we get back from our break, we're going to talk about leveraging interview content to build your brand, how to craft word of mouth sharing of your online content so people are actually talking about stuff that you are creating. And again, we're going to talk about this and more when we get back from thanking our sponsor. Fire Nation, a habit I take very seriously is sleep. It affects everything in your life, including your daily performance and your overall health. So if we know we need eight hours of sleep, what can we do to make sure we're getting it? One of sleep's biggest problems is temperature. If you're too hot or too cold, that has an impact on your quality of sleep. And that's where The Pod by 8 Sleep comes in. The Pod by 8 Sleep is a high-tech bed designed specifically to help you achieve optimal sleep fitness developed by leading sleep researchers after tracking 45 million hours of sleep the pod combines dynamic temperature regulation and sleep tracking to enhance your rest and recovery the pod literally learns your sleep habits and adjusts the temperature automatically it's time to start sleeping longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day and right now you can try the pod for 100 nights if you don't love it they'll refund your purchase in a Arrange a free pickup. Get $150 off your purchase when you visit 8sleep.com slash fire today. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash fire. Want more freedom in your career so you can spend more time doing the work you love? We speak from personal experience when we say that teaching online is an incredible way to help get you there, and we do it all on Thinkific. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. In fact, it has helped us welcome over a 1,000 new members of Podcasters Paradise, plus deliver the best user experience to our existing members, and that's only the beginning of what's possible with Thinkific. Whether you've got a book, blog, a podcast, or are running workshops, an online course can help you grow your reach, generate game-changing revenue, and share your expertise at scale. We've looked at a ton of other options for creating online courses, and we chose Thinkific because it's easy to use and they have the best support team. And right now, you can sign up for one month free on Thinkific's most popular plan, Thinkific Pro plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses, visit thinkific.com slash fire and start building your online courses today. That's thinkific, T-H-I-N-K-I-F-I-C dot com slash fire. So Brendan, we're back and let's talk about leveraging interview content in a way that we can use it to build our brand. How have you done this in the past and how do you recommend Fire Nation entrepreneurs, just content creators in general to do this? So I think the where I was really exposed to this was uh, working with a journalist here in the United States called, uh, her name was Katie Couric and she's a very prominent news person that's been, she was on a Today Show for a very long period of time and also on CBS News, CNN, and all of that. And I got brought in by her when she did a deal with Yahoo to go from traditional television to to a digital-first distribution strategy. And uh, she was really struggling in the beginning because uh, television, obviously, is a very different consumption behavior than digital platforms. With television, you have that habitual nature built in where people tune in 
same time every day. And they basically, it becomes part of their daily routine versus with digital distribution, as you know, you're fighting for an audience with each piece of content. So we basically had to reverse engineer the art of the interview for, for social and digital platforms. And what I recognized and realized was the power of tapping into uh, another person's audience that you're interviewing. So for example, the first interview I ever did with her was with Elizabeth Banks. Uh, so she was the actress in Hunger Games, uh, Pitch Perfect. And at the time, she was in a movie around the Beach Boys, and she was also a strong feminist advocate. So I said, okay, this is the way that we're going to strategically approach this interview is we're going to create uh, not questions, but hook points. Like what is the output that we want? Like what is really going to hook a Hunger Games fan in, a Pitch Perfect fan, a feminist advocate, a Beach Boys fan in to really pay attention to the content? Because the reality of the situation is we live in a three second world. If you can't capture them in those first three seconds, you're going to completely lose out. So we started by creating these hook points of what would grab people in for each of those four audiences. And from there, once we had it, then we can narrow it down to, into specific questions that we wanted to. So she would go off, use these hook points to go off and do the interview. We would, she would come back with a 30-minute completed interview. And then what I would do is I would cut out each of those individual hook points. And they range anywhere from like 60 seconds to 90 seconds. And then what I would, was able to do is I was able to tap into each of those four audience. I would syndicate out the hook points to the Hunger Games fans, the hook points to the Pitch Perfect fans, the hook points to the feminist advocates and Beach Boys fans. And what it was doing is it was strategically allowing us to test each of these hook points against these different audiences to figure out which audiences were sharing the content at the highest possible velocity. And what we were able to do is once they were sharing it and finding the winning variations, then we can say, okay, if you love this clip of Elizabeth Banks talking about what it was like to work with uh, Jennifer Lawrence, well, why don't you go back and watch the full interview? So what we were able to do by strategically tapping into the, the different audiences is we were broadening the scope and the, the, the brand awareness of Katie and her interviews. We weren't just seeding it to Katie fans. Now we were seeding it to Hunger Games fans, Pitch Perfect fans, Feminist Advocates, uh, Beach Boys fans. And we did this process over and over again. And I did over 220 interviews with, with Katie Kirk, ranging from like a DJ Khalid to Chance the Rapper to Jessica Chastain to a Joe Biden. Uh, and it, it allowed us to really diversify her audience and, and build her brand out. Now, for the average person out there, too, you can still use that same tactic. But also, I think one of the biggest ways to build your brand is by, just by the sheer fact of being able to interview these people and connect with these people. And I'm sure that you've seen this over the course of your career totally. and building, building such an amazing podcast is like you get to connect with amazing people. You're offering tremendous value to them. And that in and of itself builds your brand as well. Fire Nation, when you connect with these amazing people, number one, you're connecting with amazing people. You're getting to ask them questions and learn from them, but your brand is being associated with them. I mean, when I interviewed Barbara Corcoran back in 2012, you know, back in Shark Tank's maybe highest point, all of a sudden I'm interviewing Barbara Corcoran. My brand in some ways is now being associated with Shark Tank, the show, because I'm interviewing Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank. I mean, that's just one example. And when you compound that and you're interviewing people like I was on a daily basis for five and a half years for 2,000 episodes, I mean, that's amazing connections, amazing leverage, amazing brand recognition for all of those reasons. Now, once you do start getting moving and you're creating this content and you're sharing it, 
crafting word of mouth sharing is so key. Like having those people be your evangelist, being your brand advocates, you know, a word we've come back to time and time again, because I think it's so powerful. Brand advocates, someone that's going to be an advocate, Fire Nation, for your brands. How can we craft, Brendan, that word of mouth sharing for our online content? Yeah, it's a great question. And it's kind of been a, it's one of the things that I've really focused on for the past 10 years after working with with Taylor Swift and just seeing how well she was doing in terms of building her brand by tapping into these brand advocates. And I think one of the the best exercises that I could give people, and it was, and I kind of touched upon it with the Katie Couric story, is this concept around hook points. And the way that I visualize it for myself and also the clients that I work with, I say, it's listen, what if you were given the cover of a magazine in your niche, like a very prominent magazine, and the editor's calling you and they say, okay, we're giving you the cover of this magazine. You're going to be the only person on this magazine. Now, what is the headline that you want to put on that cover? And that that headline, as you know, and looking at magazines, because we've all read magazines, it's typically far less than one sentence. So you have like a few year, few words to really compel people. And what I suggest is that now visualize your core audience, your core customer, walking down a busy street, passing a magazine stand, and there's 50 other magazines on that stand. What is that headline or that hook point that's going to make somebody stop on a busy street, pick that up amongst all the other 50, buy it, and then read it? Because that's is that's how difficult it is in the world that we live in. There's what 60 billion messages sent on digital platforms each day with the fact that we only have three seconds to capture somebody's attention. You have to have something so compelling that would make somebody uh, stop on a busy street and pick something up, read it, and buy it. So what I suggest is not just create one. Create 15, create 20, just create a list on your whiteboard or on your, your notepad or whatever you use to, to brainstorm. And use that as a way to start distinguishing what content do I think is going to or what hook points do I think is going to get somebody to stop, but also compel somebody to share. And again, going back to that testing process of constantly testing these hook points, testing these concepts over and over again to see what it takes to get different people from different backgrounds, from different parts of the world to share your content with everybody they know. And just use that process over and over again to really narrow in on the content formats, themes, and stories that really work for your audience. So Fire Nation, Brendan has given you the process, the step-by-step activities to take. Now the question is, are you going to execute? Are you going to execute on this? Now, Brendan, we've been talking a lot about some really cool strategies and tactics that Fire Nation can use just to up their overall content game. What's one thing you want to make sure that we really get from everything that we've talked about today? Then give us a call to action on where we can find out more about you, and then we'll say goodbye. I would say that the most important thing is really having the mindset of testing and learning. Is Don't get complacent. If it doesn't work, you may have to try it 100 more times and just be constantly testing and learning and figuring out what it really takes to get your social audience to perform that specific intended action that you are trying to achieve, whether that's getting them to follow, to buy a product or to register for an email list, whatever that is, is just really embrace that. Uh, In terms of uh, reaching out, connecting with me, if they want the book that breaks down my entire process, 
it's in all major retailers, retailers, or it's on Amazon. And we also have the free book plus shipping and handling offer uh, at book.1millionfollowers.com. And one is spelled out. Uh, they can direct message me at, at Brendan Kane, or they can email me directly at B is in boy or B is in boy Kane, K-A-N-E at brendanjkane.com. And Brendan is spelled B-R-E-N-D-A-N. Fire Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you've been hanging out with BK and JLD today. So keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com. Type Brendan in the search bar and his show notes page will pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. These are the best show notes in the biz, timestamps and links. You need it. You got it. And again, check out book.1millionfollowers.com and you can see what's going on with the book. And of course, follow Brendan at all the places that he mentioned earlier. And Brendan, I just want to say thank you for sharing these value bombs with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Great. Thanks. Hey, Fire Nation. Today's value bomb content was brought to you by Brendan Kane. And what are my three greatest strengths? Well, I'm glad you asked. They are productivity, discipline, and focus. If you're ready to master these three skills in 100 days, visit themasteryjournal.com. Use promo code podcast, give you a nice little discount as a thank you for listening to my podcast. And Fire Nation, it'll walk you through step-by-step on how to master productivity, master discipline, and master focus. Follow one course until success. I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side. Thinkific is the best platform to create, market, and sell your online courses. And we speak from three years of personal experience. Right now, you can sign up for one month free on the Thinkific Pro Plan, plus leverage over $1,000 worth of training bonuses. Just visit thinkific.com slash fire. Thinkific.com slash fire. It's time to start sleeping longer and deeper so you wake up refreshed and ready to take on the day. Get $150 off your purchase of the pod by 8sleep when you visit 8sleep.com slash fire today. That's E-I-G-H-T sleep.com slash fire.